Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Enrollment Clinic. I'm very excited about this podcast. Uh, I've been trying to do this for a long time. My name is Jerry Stolani. I'm the Chief Growth Officer at Bay Atlantic University in Washington, D.C. The goal of these podcasts is to create 15 to 20 minute episodes dealing specifically with issues that we as admissions and enrollment officers deal with all the time. Uh, But rather than just kind of talking generically about our work, uh, I decided to make sure that for each episode, we pick one topic that that has to do with something we work with every day and try to either come up with ideas or provide you know some solutions that are workable for anybody so the first topic that i will cover today is agents these are recruitment agents and i know most uh if you're working in higher education you're very very familiar with them and it's also one of the topics that i seem to run into all the time as i attend different events or webinars where we work with agents here at bay atlantic university and also other universities I've worked at uh, and it just seems like one of those topics that can be a minefield if you have never worked with agents before or as you're working with them so today I'll cover what it's like to work with an agent what are some of the benefits and what are some of the cons of working with an agent you know how do you uh, manage the onboarding process of an agent and then how do you vet them right because it's very very important to to vet your agents. One of the reasons why working with agencies tends to be a little bit of a minefield is because you, depending on your relationship with the agent and depending on how much access uh, they have to your admissions process uh, and how much kind of ownership of the process you have as an admissions officer, they can either, either help build your brand or completely destroyed and there's been tons of situations where either thing has happened so the the question is what are some of the benefits of working with agents and I know there are some big institutions specifically like large public institutions uh, especially branded ones uh, that do not work with agents if you are in a closed enrollment institution right where you only accept a certain quota of applicants every enrollment season or semester uh, technically and especially if you're a brand name technically you don't really need the use of agent but if you are an open enrollment university or college, um, then, and especially if you have very small admission staff or marketing staff, that's where having an agent to work with you or an agency group to work with you is extremely helpful. So on our side, specifically, uh, you know, here working at Bay Atlantic University, um, you know, I've had various experience with agencies, but I love working with some of the ones that, you know, I've been able to form some strong relationships with. And I'll talk a little bit about that uh, as well. So um, what are some of the benefits of choosing an agent? First and foremost, if you're a small university and you're used to a certain amount of applications working with agent networks or large agent networks will provide a dramatic increase in the number of applications that you will receive, right? Um, and the, the benefit of working with an agent, especially if you're a small institution, is that you 
practically double the size of your admissions team or triple the size. Sometimes you know make it a hundred times larger, right? Especially if you're working with, you know, some of these agent networks that have five to six thousand agents around the world, right? Because your agent uh, that you will recruit, uh, they actually vet the applicants for you, fill out the applications for you, and what you get is a completed application. Then your team kind of decides whether it fits the parameters or not. And if you work closely with your agent and you train them in your process, they technically become kind of like an extension of your own sales and admissions team. Um, especially it's great to employ an agent when it comes to a specific country or market where you're trying to get into. And especially if you don't have funds to go there by yourself and set up the events by yourself, that's where the agents come in. Ultimately, the value of agencies comes in the way you set up the contract with them, right? Uh, most agencies do not get paid until the student registers for classes and pays for those classes. And that is extremely uh, beneficial because it takes some of the risk off of uh, the institution and the admissions team for vetting the students and making sure that you pay for results and you're not paying just for work done, right? Which is a treacherous um, path, especially when you're in education. Now, what are some of the cons of working with an agent? First and foremost, um, you lose control of your brand and message, right? Especially if you have, uh, if you don't have good system in place to ensure that what the agent is talking about in their home country uh, and the way they represent your school is represented in the right way. Uh, and there's been a lot of situations where the agents. Um, you know, just work, some agents work in bad faith and they kind of misuse the brand name of your university for personal gains. Now, that's not to say that it's always the case, uh, but it's really important to be vigilant for something like this. And that's why it's really important to work with agent networks that have very, very, very good stopgap measurements um, in place. The other con is the quantity versus quality, right? Um, you will get, depending on the types of agencies that you work with, you can go from, you know, a thousand applications a semester to 5,000 applications a semester, like overnight. And what that means is, you know, your team is now working five times as hard because they're reviewing five times the amount of uh, applications. And also, in terms of the funnel, you know, that really doesn't change that much, right? Just it's just that the the quality the the quantity of applications that you've gotten as the top of the funnel has increased and as a result it will give you, you know, a, a larger increase of um, actual students. But you know, it depends on the quality. As I said, there are some countries, for example, that before working with an agent, you may have had a 15% throughput rate, which is, you know, application to start that could drop as low as 3%, right? Because uh, sometimes a lot of these agents work as aggregators, so they don't necessarily vet those applications themselves. They have other sub-agents, and sometimes that student is going into three or four different pairs of hands or agencies before they actually get to you, right? So even, even the communication that you have with the student has now 
you know, kind of gets diluted a little bit because they're, you know, divided, they're separated from you like in three or four degrees of separation. So that's why it's really important to, to um, work with agents that have been doing this for a long time. It's really important to work with agents that, you know, have very good training processes in place and very good onboarding processes in place and also have a very good relationship with your team or you directly if you are the one in charge of working with agents. Now, the another thing, another uh, one of the cons that happens, especially when you have just you know, a large amount of students now hearing about your brand is that they may not be me. They may not be familiar with your brand, right? And sometimes a lot of these students are volume shopping, and that's why they go to an agent because an agent does not necessarily represent only your institution in the area. They also represent other institutions as well. So. You know, this gives students the opportunity to apply to seven different universities in hopes that they will be accepted to, you know, three or four of them. And then they get to pick um, the strongest I-20 that they can present to a visa interview to ensure that their chances of coming to the U.S. increase, right? So they may not know your brand. And what that does is once a student gets the visa, you'll probably see a, a higher likelihood of students kind of switching to a different institution that may be cheaper than yours because that was their intended institution in the in the first place. However, that institution may not have had as strong of a brand as yours. So but this is, and I know this is a concern for everybody, this is kind of like a wash in my opinion, because you still are getting so many more students um, that even though you have a few transfer out, the number of students that are actually going to come and stay with you just completely, you know, um, outplays the number of students that will transfer out. Worst case scenario, again, um, is brand destruction. If you have a student that is um, just working on bad faith and misrepresenting your name, um, acting as they are an authorized agent of yours and asking for money upfront for a student to have them fill out an application, and that's money that just they're keeping for themselves, then he kind of builds a, a, a bad faith and distrust between the student and your brand. So that's why a uh, few institutions do not like to work with uh, with agents. And I can understand that. On our side, we understand all of these issues. So we make sure that we work with agents very closely. So the next, the next part of this is, you know, how do you manage the application process, right? How does, how should your team manage the applications office or the applications process? Uh, first and foremost, it's really important to vet the agents. Uh, the number one thing that you can do is work with your trade office. So um, there are trade U.S. government trade offices practically in, in most countries around the world, and their job is to ensure that they open up business uh, lines of communication between businesses in that country and American businesses. Most trade offices will have lists of agents, um, enrollment agents, admissions agents in that specific country. Uh, so once you reach out to them, they will be able to provide you with that list. However, 
it's not always updated so you have to do some legwork and you have to start calling each one of those agents to ensure one that they are still active and two that they are active if they're active they're active in the field you are interested in because there are some agents for example if you know that are only focused on you know film or music or something like that and maybe something that your institution does not offer so you have to do a little bit of legwork however you will be working with you will be working with agents that have been vetted by a trade office. Um, at Bay Atlantic University, we have a very thorough onboarding process. In terms of our processes, once we hear of an agent or once we get reached out to uh, by an agent, we ask them to fill out a questionnaire, we ask them to send us references, um, and then we meet with them kind of in person or virtually. Um, we also um, have a complete training that are that is just agent related um, and then we also have weekly meetings with the admissions team and their specific team that works with our school and then at the leadership level we also have I would say monthly meetings with the leadership of that agent or that agency um, or that agent trade network. Um, we also recommend that you work with, well, I also recommend that you work with what I call aggregators or any of these big, you know, worldwide agent networks or platform, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't call them platforms because they're actually networks that um, have you know representatives in every country and the representative works with agents in those countries um, and sometimes their networks can be you know five six seven thousand agents around the world uh, especially if they've been around for a long time they have a very good vetting process in place and they also understand where each application is coming from so for example you know a couple of semesters ago we had an issue with a specific country where um, students were transferring out we reached out to um, the agent network and said hey you know Here's a list of students that came from a specific country. Here is the percentage of them that actually had zero intention of coming here. Um, and that agency network can actually go back, find who the source of those applications is, and either cut them off the network or, you know, reprimand them in some way or another so they can improve their onboarding process. Ultimately, when it comes to agents, you know, just fire quick. If there's an agent who is, you know, kind of wasting your organization's time or your admissions team time by sending applications that are incomplete, uh, documents that, that very well could be falsified or just not correct, and, you know, you reprimand the first time, the second time, you just don't work with them anymore, and that's it. You don't even go back to it because at the end of the day, you want to ensure that agents and agency networks are providing value to you. And if they're not providing value, they're just upload. They're just loading your team with work um, and not giving you the output at the end. Then there's no point in um, wasting your time um, working with uh, that specific agent. So, like I said, you know, um, in terms of what our typical onboarding process is, I would definitely, if you're if you're working with agents, like I said, I would definitely look into working with, uh, you know, aggregators. Um, definitely have 
uh, a face-to-face conversation with an agent. Ask uh, for them to give you information on how long they've been working. Um, make sure that they are a legitimate company. There are uh, some vetting services that will help. One of them is Agent B Network, and you can find that on LinkedIn. Just type Agent B Network. Uh, they have a very big um, or very big group discussions there. Um, and what they do is they use social media, they use Google and all, uh, you know, and all these SEO and search tools to ensure, to actually listen on um, agents that have been either caught by the police or just have there's complaints about them. Um, and what they'll do is once you connect with, let's say, Agent B Network, they're listening for stuff like this and they're listening for your school's name, you know, what if it pops up in these situations and they'll alert you that there's, let's say, an agent in Bangladesh that's using your brand name in bad faith uh, so that you or um, that, you know, has been caught, you know, kind of cheating people out of their money um, and they'll alert you saying hey this agent has been using her name or this agent works with you uh, but here is some bad press that they've been receiving in their home country and that also helps kind of you know have an ear out there um, and keeping an eye on what some of these agents are doing you know in their home countries Ultimately, it's really important that your admissions team works very closely with the agent's admissions team or the agent themselves. It's really important that they understand what your process is, your application process is, uh, so that they're also sharing correct information with your prospective students. And they also should know what you look for in applications because the better trained they are, the less time your team is going to spend working with that specific agents, um, documents and applications. So, you know, um, I think this is a pretty good overview of what it is to work with agents. Again, if you need to work with agents, uh, or if you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact, uh, to contact me or leave a comment in this comment section, um, of this specific podcast. And I'd be glad to help you out. Or if you need a referral to a certain agent or an agency network, you know, that we work with, I'd be glad to, to, um, help you with that as well. All right. Until next time. And, uh, good luck. <laughs>